This is the Rugby Muscle Podcast, talking all that you need to become the best rugby player you can be. Now here are the Rugby Muscle Coaches, TJ and Alex. Yes, 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 yes. What is going on, boys and girls? The boys are back, back in town with another Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and I'm joined, as always, by Alex. My coffee's done. You've got your coffee? We were. I was giving Alex some grief just now because I have like procedures in place where I try and uh, like my my desk that I work at has a really echoey sound and I don't like it and I and I think it produces poor audio quality even though that P was really like muffled um, and I really go through some procedures to make sure that we can get a good audio quality and Alex is actually just walking around I don't know where are you in a kitchen. Oh, I was, man. I'm back at my desk now. Oh, you sound much better. Go figure. Stay there and always be there for future podcasts. How's it going, mate? All right. Yeah, I'm good. How's, what's going on? Uh, not too much. Uh, I've, I've just had my good dose of coffee. Training's going well. And we didn't have to do rugby practice yesterday because it snowed. So that was different. You're not training in the snow? Uh, we have an all-weather pitch. But it's not the it's not the pitch. It's the it's the travel. Oh, and okay. Because our pro slash elite team, we don't have a game this coming week. There was no need. Uh, a weird Tabata was sent out for everyone to do, and I am um, I shook my head. Yeah, my interest Oh well. Anyway. We are going to do a Q&A today. We have got, how many questions have we got, mate? Eight, eight, eight and a eight half. plus brain tools. Plus what? Oh, that's the next podcast, mate. Oh, cool. You think we're going to get, like, Alex, you're, so, you're such an optimist. There's no way we're going to get through all of, all of that in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Let's that, that'll be for a future podcast. And anyway, here we go. Alex, let's not digress. You know what time it is. You've been prepping. It's time for the Facts of the Week. Alex, it's your time to shine every week. Well, this isn't a fact, but when I was 16, I spent an entire summer playing for the Mario games, and that's uh, that tune's quite nostalgic for me. Yeah, nice. When you were 16? Yeah. What? How old ago. are you? Um, I'm 31 tomorrow. Yeah, we discussed this in the last podcast. So you, oh, you're 31 tomorrow? Um, well, it depends what day it is today. But this week sometime, my dad told yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, so on Thursday? Oh, no, Friday. Oh, oh you were actually... Uh, nice, I like that. You were considering that this podcast was going out on a Thursday and you actually put some forethought into it. That is... uh, no, I, um, I just didn't know what day it was. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, did you watch the rugby over the weekend? You wouldn't, I, would you? You don't, you don't watch proper. I do. Uh, well, no. Um, it's obviously being in America. It's like the most awkward time to watch most of the games. I watched uh, some of the Heineken Cup or the European Champions Cup, um, and oh, I also yeah. is it Sansar on YouTube? If you subscribe to Sansar, yeah, they only have the highlights though. Yeah, but I only need the highlights. That I mean, Super Rugby oh, is all about highlights. Mate, you missed out. You. Um... I also don't like watching a game live. 
if I I mean I also don't love watching a full game if I already know the result it's a bit pointless unless it's like a really amazing don't you watch the rugby for the do you watch it for the rugby not for like the entertainment value how sense? do you mean do you not watch the game for like the value of um yeah I don't like I don't have any teams really that I support or uh, dislike I, I do just watch rugby for rugby which is why you watch the highlights anyway come on Mate. okay anyway so if you watch the the Canes game you'll see that or any of the Super Rugby over the last few weeks you see the Canes are just tearing up and New Zealand teams in general are, are just killing yeah, it's it the, it's shit. the Barretts it's the Barrett factor well all, all New Zealand teams are uh, um, smashing them but the Hurricanes in particular over the last five weeks so we just Disclude this week just gone. Have been scoring what did I say like fifty three points a game. That's an average. Yeah, an average fifty three points a game. Um, and only conceding sixteen, which is incredible. Incredible numbers. That um, is... It has blew my mind. Wow, that's an interesting fact. They they seem to have everything put together. Well, they're um. Their play in small spaces is, is is just unbelievable. You know, it's just they just do really good shit. Well, Every they season. also have two unbelievable families that play for them: the Surveyors and the Barretts. And it can't oh, be underestimated um, well, how much impact. White locks, you know, there's this fucking there's quality everywhere. Yeah, man, for sure. There you go. You some could, actual um, rugby talk on the Rugby Muscle podcast this week. How about that? You can look at um, the Williams family. It's only Bill Williams and his sister, right? I mean, they're, they're not too bad players. The McAllisters? Mate, the female McAllisters, quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great player. Um, which, I guess, that, that, that's a little, that was a little cliff note I put on for the boys who got our emails because uh, they downloaded the 50-plus conditioning sessions over at rubby-muscle.com. And that's what I mentioned um, for Dara. You know, we interviewed him on Tuesday, and you can you can see the sacrifices that he's had to make uh, mm-hmm. to get to such a high level. And I guess if that that like that sort of mindset runs in a family, then you're gonna always gonna be onto good things. Well, yeah, for sure. Look at the okay. Who's the most successful athlete in the world ever? Muhammad Ali. No, Serena Williams, mate. Okay. Um, and that's the, and Venus Williams is probably the second most successful athlete in the world. You know, uh, so, I was going to say something. I was going to say something controversial then, but I decided not to because I know because of the question that I'm about to ask. Uh, actually, actually, question number one. So it moves. This moves us on. <laughs> so I was about to say, no bird can be the best athlete in history. No woman, right? Because she's only competing against other women. So how can you say she's the best? That was a joke, though. That, Calm down. Our one woman listener, please do not uh, do not close this podcast straight away because Sorry, I'm going to ask her question. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we uh, we sent out an email, and actually I sent another one this week. So we've got a few more questions. We 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 asked if you boys and I guess girl have any questions for the podcast, and number one is was sent out by, uh, I don't know who sent it out, I've lost Jody, it. Man. Was it Jody? I'm going to make sure we got it right. I don't want to offend her. Yeah, we got it right. You know how sensitive birds are, mate. 
Uh, it's not. They would talk to me about that. <laughs> it's not. What is it? Yeah. All right. Shout out to you, Jody. She just said, "Do you know women listen to your podcast too?" That was. I mean, she yeah. went into about how her aerobic work that she's been doing since listening to us has been building a base, which will eventually allow her to get faster. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. There's a woman listener. Excellent. That was that was question number one. Question number two. What are your thoughts on creatine? Practically magic. Yeah, good. Okay, next question. Now, creatine, <laughs> let's just go, like, creatine gets a lot of, uh, not slack, but creatine, it's not a glamorous thing, right? Because it's just this boring, tasteless white powder that sort of does, uh, sort of has really good effects, but you have to take it every single day to notice it. Um, and you only notice it after a period of time. You don't notice it within the next hour. Um, you know, and it makes some subtle nuances and subtle differences in your performance, right? Yeah. And the supplement industry has us so fooled that, like, for some reason that's not good enough, when in reality that is about as good as it can possibly fucking get from a supplement. So I'd advise that everyone takes creatine pretty much. Um, If you really, if you take it over a period of two months, say, and you don't really notice a difference then I guess stop spending money, but it's not that expensive. Like if you just get basic creatine oh, powder. Cheap now. Yeah. Five grams a day, you know, give or take, just take it once a day and that's it. There's nothing flashy. I think we've mentioned creatine a few times before, but that's Yeah, we it. spoke about it. You had to go back and look at the supplement watch we used to do about creatine. We went into some real depth. But that's it really, right? Creatine's good. Take it. Yeah. Unless you're weight it doesn't have to be any of these... It doesn't have to be part of a pre-workout matrix or some sort of like special formula. You can just take white creatine powder, mix it in with some uh, water or juice or, or even your protein shake, and you're good. Oh, Easy. Mate. Done. Well Ooh, weird. Anyway, next question. We say, it says, you previously mentioned food satiation. I think we touched on it um, in our nutrition podcast last week. He said, could you go into more detail? Uh, well, yes. A, yes, we can. We, we literally mentioned it in like for a sentence. I know. Um, okay, so food satiation. Satiation is just how, how full something makes you feel. Um, it's not too com- more complex than that. Um, certain foods make you more full. Certain foods are what we call hyperpalatable. And mm-hmm. while they will maybe fill you up, it will kind of you get addicted to the taste. So any kind of habit is actually, um, so we, if we look at anything from like taking drugs to drinking to, um, I guess gluttony, we'll call it for now. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, a habit of repeating it. There's something that's hyper palatable. This makes it easier to repeat, repeat eating it. Yeah. Um, so in terms of satiation, I'm not quite sure what they want us to get out on that. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess, uh, yeah, I don't really know either. So I, I did reach out to you. Well, this food's for a satiating value. Like proteins are most satiating uh, in terms of macronutrients. Um, fat is pretty satiating, and carbohydrates, depending what they are, don't really satiate that well. Um, I guess if you're looking at food, sati- food satiation as a method of controlling calories, um, mm. so like you know. Eat when you're hungry, but if you eat a lot of protein, then you're not going to be as hungry. Yeah. 
you could do it that way. If you want to get more food in you, then maybe you eat more safe, more more food, which is hard possible. Yeah. Then you got um, then you got an issue with what types of food you're eating as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, so to me, yeah, I, I assume that that we're trying to talk about using food association uh, in terms of yeah, managing to manipulate what we like. You know how if we're going to yeah. put weight on or we're going to lose weight. Now, um, it's actually, like, there's been, there's good research behind this, and I guess this touches on the IIFYM crowd, or the criticisms of if it fits your macros, and uh, just just going for your carbs, proteins, and fats, is that if you eat, um, <clears throat> say you track, and you make it fit your macros, and it's perfect, but you have half a Krispy Kreme, the reality is you're not going to be satisfied by having that. Um, no one's going to half a Krispy Kreme, mate. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, yes, well done. You've got balance in your diet. You've managed to have a good diet and still get a Krispy Kreme and still hit your macros. But at the end of the day, that half a, that half a Krispy Kreme is only going to make you want more Krispy Kreme. It's not going to satisfy any cravings. It's not going to do you any good. So for that reason, it's it's and that's just an example of how when you're really trying to restrict your calories and you, you have a, you're in danger of overeating a lot, maybe you're in danger of snacking, you're someone that snacks a lot at night or whatever, it might be best just to completely cut those out and even go a step further and eat like a lot of bland-ish foods, like real simple foods, because then you don't get the cravings of having to want um, something more. Like I, I, I know from my experience like earlier in the week, I... Uh, I had one of those, it's like a carb smart, um, like basically a frozen fudge bar or something, like an ice cream replacement. And all it made me do is want to have more ice cream, which I couldn't. You know I what I mean? I was saying that this morning to someone, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oreos, mate. Oreos are the worst, I'll tell you. But yeah, the hard so, so basically what it is, is if you want to try and really cut down weight, try eating a lot of bland-ish foods, because it makes you not as hungry because you're not you know you're not craving all this crappy food whereas if you're trying to put on weight yeah like fruity pebbles like sugary foods can be great if you're really not if you're really struggling to put on weight lots of white rice because you can get through a lot of that and still be hungry um, white rice and pot sauce mate that's what I've been uh, looking at yeah. on my feeding days decent decent uh, I think we've touched on about as we've gone about as far as we can with that question what do you reckon I think we might even cover the next question as well. Okay, what is the next question? Uh, before we go, I'm going to set a timer for 15 minutes because I want to <laughs> yeah, go through these questions. Yeah. Um, the next question is, what is a way you would suggest to have extra calories to your day? Oh. I actually have a few specific oh, ways. Yeah, uh, there's a few things actually I have to ask before we get into this question. Uh, is that this question and then any opinion on treadmill training? The next question. Okay. They were both the same question. So it says, what is the way you'd suggest to add extra calories to a day? Then any opinion on treadmill training? And then I was suggested to get extra calories through eating two uncooked rice, uh, I guess, cups maybe, or portions. I don't know. And a potato, maybe two grains of uncooked rice and a potato in addition to my normal meals. The goal of treadmill work is to add some extra conditioning post-workout when I can't get outside. Okay, let, let's just address that uncooked rice deal. That's a fucking shit idea. No, I'm, um, saying, I'm assuming he's going to cook the rice. Oh, 
not just eat uncooked rice. Oh my god, no, mate! No one. That was, it says eating uncooked rice. <laughs> it does say that. I'm assuming he's going to cook it after. It's like when people always ask me when I um, like because I share my my fitness pal with everyone that I work with and whatnot. They're like, oh, what you eat raw chicken? I'm like, no, I just track it raw so I know how much it is. Anyway. Interesting, uh, practical joke to play on someone though. Anyway, yeah. So um, don't eat uncooked rice; that will really <laughs> hurt. Uh, yeah, yeah. What well, it says? I, okay. I know it says that, but okay. My uh, my thoughts on this are, are pretty pretty simple. In that extra calories today, uh, MSG that could be your friend on that. Um, if you don't, oh, best of living through chemistry, right? Make all your food hyper palatable. Eat more. Um, mm. Other way is oils and fats. Yeah, yeah. Just add, add like a, a shot of oil. There's extra two hundred calories there. Or another good way is intra workout. Uh, get some Gatorade powder or some Tang or whatever sugary powder you want that doesn't cost too much. I mean, dextrose can work as well. Um, and if you get, if you just drink, if you, if you literally, you can do up to like a hundred grams of sugar pretty much oh, or of sugary, <laughs> mate, yeah. but you, but yeah, like, and then that's it. That's, that's hundreds of calories you've had during your workout. And guess but, what? It's going to go straight to the guts. Extra, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. A... Um, and you could have an intra workout shake that way. And obviously so essentially our, point, our point for getting extra calories in through day is, um, add something that is fairly easy to take. But high in calories. Yeah, make it simple. Um, I mean, if you if you only eat four or five times a day, potentially try and eat an extra time a day, like try and squeeze in an extra meal. Yeah, I used to um, I used to use milk in a math gaining shake, and that was quite like full fat milk. Yeah, that was quite good. Yeah, there you go. What's it. you um you like treadmill training, mate? What's your thoughts? So. Um, I've actually, so this is a, this is one of those things where even since starting this podcast, me and you, we've learned quite a bit and, mm-hmm. uh, with regards to treadmill training, I would like, he says post-workout conditioning. I've actually turned the corner on post-workout conditioning, um, in terms of, are you, is it, is that really the best time to do it? I'm asking you here. Alex, no, I think it depends what your goals are, mate. I think that yeah. is that simple. Yeah, but I would always have said yes, always. Like, get your weights done whilst you're fresh, yada yada yada, um, and then you and and then you can do whatever condition after because you don't need to be too fresh to condition. Now that's great, but if you're if you do a really tough leg session, you know you're you're pushing out the strength work. You're really trying to work power. And then before you fit, like as a post-workout tool, you then go and spend thirty to forty minutes low intensity just on a jog. Mm-hmm. That's going to negate some of the effects that you could have got if you'd have just finished your session there, and potentially yes. if you because there's certain signals that the body sends out to try and recover, and all of a sudden, so it's so it's trying to recover from this strength stuff. It's like, oh right, we need to improve the strength. Yeah, and before it's had the chance to even start the process. It's now trying to just fuel this low intensity session and then recover from that, and therefore you don't get the effects as much as what you could have potentially done. So, I actually like now to have treadmill training away or any sort of conditioning. If you can do two separate sessions, if that's not possible, 
for the most part, unless it's like really um, stupidly high intensity where it's going to definitely affect your workout and your and your workout is like top end strength that you need to be completely fresh for. I actually now prefer to do a lot of the conditioning stuff before your lift because most of your lift is going to be sub-maximal anyways. Um, and you're... Like if you're doing if you're doing Q work, if you're doing high even high intensity uh, continuous training, those two things actually serve as a very good warm up for lifting. Thoughts? Yeah, I'd um, I'd rather keep them away. I wouldn't. If your only option is to do the cardio on the same day as the weights training, I'd probably even leave the cardio out. Yeah, I'd rather, that's just my that's just my bias more than anything else. So, yeah, um, that's our that's our opinion. There's no like that's that's the way I I would view it. Uh, different treadmill. So ideas of treadmill training. I, I think I guess if you can't get outside, then we'll. I, I don't recommend doing too much sprint in a ways of sprints on a treadmill unless it's a, a wood way, which in which is like a, it's actually a sprint tool. But if you're doing just a normal treadmill, I think it's only really going to be good for um, sort of low intensity, steady state slash Q work stuff, like keeping the intensity around 120, maybe to 130 on your heart rate. Um, I guess if you're doing anything else, if you're trying to do high intensity stuff, we're not looking at too much of the effects of uh, if you're well, if you're doing high intensity stuff for sprints, it's got to be sprints. It's got to be done outside because otherwise you're altering the mechanics. And the whole point of doing real high intensity is not that just that you, you know, you get quote unquote fitter. Is that your technique for sprinting improves and you become more efficient at that. And if you're doing it on a treadmill, your technique for sprinting becomes vastly different. It's a different you're you're doing you're sprinting. You run on a treadmill different to what you would run out on a pitch. So. I would actually not even do that. I would rather do stuff on the bike because then you don't have the impact um, and you can get a bit more done, I would say, on the bike in terms of doing a high-intensity like interval training slash te- or even low-intensity intervals like tempo work. That should all yeah, be I'd agree with that. The, um, the impact one's a big deal. I wasn't going to... Um... Do we know who sent this in? Uh, I haven't got time to look at it, mate. We've we've we're, we're, we've overrun our times. Again. Oh, essentially, I was going to say avoid the impact in these from the treadmill as well. Yeah. If anything, I'd go on a sled. And here's here's our best. Sled. Yeah, cool. Or an exogeny, excellent. Which will be what's an exogeny? We'll mention it in the next podcast. Um, I guess go to rugby-muscle.com. I mean, which you already have because you've replied to this email download 50 plus conditioning sessions so if you've already got it just go through them and there's a ton of options that we've got there for you to do depending on what your goals are awesome next question uh oh, oh jody just added me on facebook mate oh excellent why are you checking facebook you're supposed to be 100 percent pod here this is 100 percent pod mode sure uh basically my degree fucking sucks I'm almost entirely sold on dropping out to do what you do. But there isn't much information about the best way to do that. Degree versus PT course. This is sent in by our boy, Will. Will, uh, which one, Petty? Yep. Will, Shout out to you. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, 
I figured this would be good to be answered on the pod, but he asked me this personally, and I went through a bunch of things to say to him because uh, I didn't want to leave him in the lurch. But I figured this would be a good one to touch on and discuss between me and you because we have just different th- thoughts on this and it might be easier to explain it through talking rather than typing on Messenger. Okay, so Will is um, he's doing a journalism degree, isn't he? Yeah, but he's one year into it. Yeah, um, I think it would be a mistake to to drop out. Um, even if he doesn't end up wanting to go into journalism, he writes really well. I am um, I enjoyed writing. But there's there's got to be some kind of backup, and if anything, it just teaches you how to learn. Yeah, right. That's Which what we said. That's what I've said to him. Yeah, that's what I say to everyone about a de- getting a degree. Um, and I know we look back on, you know, they look back on Steve Jobs and I don't know, I'm going to name probably people that do Bill, have a degree. Bill Gates. Yeah, these people don't have a degree, but it was a lot different back then. Yeah. Like, degrees are way more accessible. Yes, like, you, you can, like, y- yes, they're expensive and yes, you can get the education without a degree, but I just think the fact that you, you stick through something for f- three years to try and learn it, you, like and also you know even full time university still isn't really full time, um, right. especially if you're trying to become a personal trainer. Anyways, so you can definitely just get you know the lowest of the low qualifications, get started up, get your name out there, start working even in a, just a big box gym to get used to coaching people or just get used to interacting with people on a day to day basis. Um, do that part time train. Um, go to uni again. Again, I guess it's it's quote unquote full time, but it's still really part time. Um, and then from there, study, 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 work. Uh, I don't want to say hustle, 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 but you know you you got put in a quite a good bit of work. But if you enjoy this, if you enjoy what, if and, and you know you want to quit your degree and do this, this is what I would. That's you know you you're you're going to enjoy doing it. It's not. Oh. You're not pulling I, I've been speaking to some really, really high-level coaches um, in the last few weeks, um, and they, they are doing their masters, they're doing their PhDs and things, and it made me realise how little I know. Um, whereas, if you're in a system where you are, are learning to learn, but that stuff's never out of your reach, if you can get into that habit of um, of critically looking at stuff. And um, kind of knowing where you're going, yeah. I think I think um, you're good. And then, if I was to do anything differently about um, this whole job, I would probably have not gone so all in and had a, a other job first. Yeah, because it's quite it's like it's an expensive job to have. Does that make sense? Yeah, like we we we've to even like. We we're still not the most popular rugby podcast. We're, we're the, the most popular rugby strength and conditioning podcast, but we're not the most popular rugby podcast. We're the most popular strength and conditioning podcast out there. You know, there's lots of other options that you can get. And so we're we're st- we're still fairly small time, but we have put in years already to get to where we are. And if mm. this was our only like one track, you know, we'd be broke. Yeah, for sure. So know that it's going to take a long time, whatever you're going to do. But also I would say that know that whatever you do, you're going to be all right. Like 
the like look at the worst options and they're never going to be that bad it's 2017 you know we all live far more privileged lives than what people did even like 30 years ago life is a lot easier so just get on with it man i would say yeah and um Will know. Will's got my details. He's got your details. He knows he yeah. was here. So. Oh, and that was the other thing I, I would I would recommend for sure is that he's got like he's already built up some sort of a rapport with me and you. Um, there's other coaches as well. Like reach out, interact with as many people as you can. That's what Ferentinos is really good. We had him on the podcast the other month. That's what he's really yeah, good was, at. You know, I was chatting to him just today. Yeah, networking with people, and you know. <clears throat> You, you don't have to be the smartest guy, but if you've got contacts with 10 guys that are really smart like what we do, then all of a sudden you can come across and, and, and know like what, what they know almost or have access to their knowledge. Yeah, I say, Will, don't drop out, mate. Just, um, you're fucking nearly there anyway. He's not, he's, he's in his first year. Yeah, but he's almost done his first year, mate. Yeah. I'd say definitely, yeah, see through your first year for sure and see if you can transfer credits yeah. across perhaps. Um, anyway that's it I guess Um, next question Uh, you still doing that program where we can pay for the set out programs for so much that's the best worded question of the week who is that do you know who that I'm not calling them out I'm not not a mean person like you are you selling set programs yes yes I am um I have been planning on selling uh, programs for a while. It's just really, really difficult to get it all set up because uh, not necessarily the program itself. It's just the, all of the technical IT stuff. But uh, I've succeeded in there's one program. We've got Rugby Muscle Beast, which is a muscle gaining program. Uh, three days a week with a fourth optional day. And you can go ahead and pick that up on tjstrength.com. I can't remember what the forward slash is, but there's, there's a, you'll find it on the menu and I'll put in a link in the show notes. Uh, Alex, do you do any set out programs? Um, the answer is no, because yeah. I don't like doing that. I no, find that- uh, I'm the same, same way. Um, it's very difficult to, because everyone is so different and this is, I guess this leads us into the, the last question actually, to be honest. Uh, everyone is different and everyone's training should be different. And I know it's like, it's not a marketable thing to say that you have to monitor your sets and reps individually and see what you need to improve uh, over a set period of months and months and months. You know, it's not glamorous to say that. By the same token, let's move to the next question. I've been suffering for diet for three years. I know how to lose weight. I dropped from 90 kgs to 70 kgs doing cardio on an empty stomach but I still had a belly then I started rugby and again fifth I gained 14 kilos mostly of fat now I'm 84 kilos uh I am 184 centimeters oh, a few centimeters short than me with clothes I have the best physique ever but naked I don't look good at all I have a mix of belly fat and extra skin I'm stuck I googled did a load of research but didn't find an answer um, so this is where you're like uh, TJ uh, how does that even lead into the how do those two things lead into each other because there is no answer there's no answer to say oh you've got to lose fat this is exactly what you do that's why we have jobs as coaches because everyone is different um, so 
as we spoke in the last two podcasts about nutrition, like obviously you have a few basic laws. So yes, calories in versus calories out. That is a thing. But there are different ways that you need to manipulate it and there's different periods of time that you need to allow yourself to try and get used to it. And it's not glamorous to say... It's not glamorous to say that. It's not glamorous to say that you need to track your diet every single day, figure out exactly how many calories you're eating, and then over time gradually drop those calories, uh, ideally using, ideally dropping carbs and fat. But some people eat too much protein, and sometimes you have to drop a bit of protein. And it's not glamorous to say that that's the answer and that uh, perhaps you need to get a bit more vegetables in your diet to make you a bit more full, um, perhaps you just have to realize what actually being hungry is and what not giving into your cravings is. Perhaps you need to do that. Perhaps you need to train a little bit harder in the gym and don't take three hours to get only six sets of work done. Uh, there's a bunch of things that you can improve on, and it's not it's you know it's not glamorous to say what we what I've just said there. No one would want to buy a program really like if you didn't know us. And even if you do know, so you probably that doesn't sound appealing, but it's the, the harsh truth of getting into shape. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot of info here, but there's not there's not so much that we can actually give anything solid, right? I would say, like we like to give you actionable stuff. We like to give you guidelines, um, but yeah, the reality is, never have you said or never have we said on this podcast, you must do this movement, or you must do X amount of sets and X amount of reps, because it is fucking different for every single person and every um, single person's goals. I, I, would, I would ask, like, what's the... What's the, that 14 kilos of fat that they've said they've gained? Is that mm. over three years? Or is that, is that recently? Like... Yeah, because that's a lot. That's two stone or two stone. I mean, even at that's uh, way more than two well, stone. That's almost right? six foot, isn't it? Isn't that four stone? Fourteen kilos is four stone. I don't know. Anyway, no. Anyway, it's a it's a lot. Okay, and um, I just want to know how it happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just through not monitoring. So. I think if you've managed to put on 14 kilos, even if it's in three years, you've, you've not, not, you haven't messed up. You've just got into a number of bad habits. And we, you need to address what those bad habits are. There's no one, there's not a quick solution. Um, and yeah, and also judging by the fact that he got to 94 kilos as well before he even dropped all of that weight, like there's some bad habits to play. And if, if you've ever, like anyone that is ever, overweight has habits that have led them to be overweight it doesn't matter what like if those habits are oh i'm really strict with my diet during the week but and the, when the weekend comes i i have 20 beers and three doner kebabs or whatever like that's a bad habit um, Good weekend. yeah maybe <laughs> it's a great weekend <laughs> okay. yeah right. but whoever this is um just give um, me an email because I, I, i'd like to help out this one yeah, uh, or send us both an email. Get both of our help. Info, well, info at, at robymuscle.com. We'll help you out, mate. Um, it's just, yeah, it, you, there's some bad habits in play that we need to try and... Well, just habits, not necessarily bad, but there's habits in play that we need to try and fix. And it takes a long time to do that. But, I mean, it's 
again, it's not glamorous. There's no one answer. There's no cut this food out or cut that food out or do this exercise. Like it's not. It's it's hard work. But the fact that you're reaching out to us for help suggests that you're definitely willing to do it. Um, so let's give it a go. I hope that uh, is as good an answer as you were hoping for. It probably wasn't, but it's the answer that you need to hear. And on that bombshell, hey, look at that Top Gear style. And on that bombshell, we're going to end the show. Hammond, have you got anything to say? Oh, what you, mate? That? What? Come on, that's a good impression of Top Gear, is it not? I didn't really watch it. You never watched Top Gear? I thought you'd be a Top Gear geek. I thought you'd be one of those people that are in the crowd uh, when they're in that warehouse and they're like, yeah, who'd like to see Joey's lap? And they're all like, yeah, in the crowd. Next time you watch Top Gear, just look at the crowd instead of actually watching the program. And on that bombshell, that is going to end the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We gather up these questions over a period of time so if you ever have any question upon or about strength recognition particularly for rugby shoot us an email um i if you're listening to this i'll probably email you most days but if i don't you've got 50 free conditioning sessions over at rugby-muscle.com to go and get and it's real simple just put your email in and we send them out to you uh go ahead if you made it to the end i give us five star review on itunes they're starting to pick up we're starting it just really does help the show and the more you help the show the more we can help you guys out by putting stuff out like this uh hopefully you enjoyed it and maybe if we get enough five star reviews we'll stop alex doing the fact we'll find a new feature to do yeah so anyway boys that'll do uh follow us tj.strength collision underscore and underscore combat and we'll see you in the next one (laughs) 